And it's time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, with host Data Rodriguez, accompanied by realtor Daryl Garrison, along with educator Lori Fisher. This is KLW, San Francisco, Bay Area. And it's got to be our moderator, Mr. Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Jamie. And welcome back. And welcome back to our, our old uh, theme music, too. It's, it's nice to have it back. Uh, welcome to Minds Over Matter. Hope you are having a lovely Saturday morning. And we do hope you can spend an hour of that Saturday morning with us. Because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program. So that's what we're looking for. We're looking for your participation. We want to hear from you. If you have a question in mind or you'd like to answer one of ours, uh, now's the time to call. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free. Yes, we have a toll-free number. That's 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. Uh, we want to hear from you. So now is a good time to call. We will get you on the show as soon as possible. We're going to start with a round of reductions and then a round of questions. want to remind you our email address, which is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. We do read the emails during the show. So if you want to email, that will pop up. We would like to hear you. To, we'd like you to call first. But if you don't want to call, you can send an email. And that's mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That's the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to hear us in live stream, that is at K-A-L-W.org. And the podcast should be up in a reasonable amount of time after our show today. That will be at K-A-L-W.org and many other places, but it's start with K-A-L-W. I'm sure that would always be appreciated. Again, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. So let's start with the round of introductions. And here's the first. Daryl Garrison is prepared. No, wait a minute. No, Lori Fisher is going to go first. Okay, go ahead. Daryl introduces Lori. No. Yeah, right. You That's right. No, you do. Yeah, you, I can do it. I can do it. Daryl, uh, what the hell? Daryl Garrison is preparing for Halloween by making the scariest costume he can think of. Speaker of the House. Okay. Well, uh, Dana, you also have mine. And uh, <laughs> Lori's is. I think you do. Wait a minute. I'll find it. I'll find it. Just a second. It's in the files. It's his first day. Um, the new kid on the job. Hmm. All right. Wait a minute. It'll come up. It'll be there. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Lori Fisher, desperate for a good introduction, was pleased to learn that today, October 21st, is so many things. National Witch Hazel Day, National Reptile Awareness Day, and perhaps most importantly, National Whole Hog Barbecue Day. Please celebrate appropriately uh and i won't read the rest of it so all right and now daryl's gonna read mine and today only a 20 dollar value for absolutely free our moderator dana rodriguez 
Yeah, I think I'm going to be marked down to $5 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, now that we confuse that, let's start the questioning with Lori Fisher. All right. Well, this is a good time to talk about Nobel Prizes because they've all been awarded. So I have a couple of questions about that. My first is a list question. Only six women have won the Nobel Prize for Literature whose initial whose original language is English. So who are the six women writing in English who have won the Nobel Prize for Literature? Uh, there's six of them, so I'll give you like one and a half each. Was uh, one of them Toni Morrison? One of them was Toni Morrison in 1993. Get a bell for that one. That wasn't the month. Need a louder bell. Dana, what do you got? Um, Doris Lessing? Doris Lessing, yes. 2007, who was also the oldest Nobel Prize winner. She won it when she, I think, was 88 years old. All right. Okay. You got one more between you, and we'll leave the rest out. Um, so the woman uh, has to be a woman, and she needs to write in English, basically. That is it. Oh, what about uh, Pearl S. Buck? Oh, excellent. She's the very That's first good. one, 1938. So we have Pearl Buck, Toni Morrison, and Doris Lessing. We're looking for three more Nobel Prize winners in literature, women whose primary language and the language they wrote in was English. We're looking for three more. All right. And just to remind you, we do have some lines open at 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. And Daryl, you go ahead, please. What are the top five best-selling original cast recordings of Broadway musicals? They're all, they've all sold over 3 million uh, copies each, according to the RIAA, Recording Industry Association of America. Four are fairly recent, and one is much further back. It's more than 50 years old. So four relatively recent and one older. You want to go first, Dana? No, go ahead. Well, I have two that came to mind, so I'm going to go with cats. Not cats. Oh, so I'm going to go with not cats. (laughs) <laughs> okay um let's try for the oldest one let's try my fair lady how about it that? is my fair lady yes all right and all the rest are relatively recent oh, yeah, yeah. In, in fact i would say they've played on broadway right uh or originally or come back uh on a regular basis to broadway yeah they're all well known Okay, how about how about Phantom of the Opera? Phantom of the Opera. Yes, that's right. number three. All right. All right. Good job on that. Uh, just repeat that question if you would, Daryl. Sure. The top five best-selling original cast recordings of Broadway musicals. Four are fairly recent and one, My Fair Lady, much further back. So there's uh, one, two, three that certainly have been on Broadway this um, century. All right, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good morning from Napa, Tom and Debbie. Tom and Debbie? <laughs> it's one of those albums, Hair? No, not Hair. That's going too, That's got too much hair on it, too far back. <laughs> too far back, so that's probably true of Jesus Christ Superstar as well. Yeah, too far back. No, these are more recent. Okay. Um... They're looking ahead to the 2028 Olympics, and they're going to introduce at least three, I forget what they call them, demonstration sports, something like that. Can you tell me, any or all, 
of the three demonstration sports that have been announced for 2028? I, I think one of them we used to call breakdancing, but is now called breaking. Is that one of them? It's not one of the three I have. It wasn't on, but it, it Well, this, it might be not a demonstration sport. It might be an actual sport that okay. is only in the Olympics. So, that, okay, I'll leave that out. One of the With, three was in the Olympics in 1900. Hasn't oh, been since. Is, is, is that cricket then? Is cricket one? You are good, Dana. Yes, that's exactly right. Cricket is one of the three they're planning to bring back. As a matter of fact, the British have the longest unbroken record in the Olympics because they're the ones that won cricket in 1900. And since they stopped holding it, the British have had that gold medal for 123 years. So So they they won it twice twice in a row? I think it was only in once, uh, I think. So they're in danger of losing their streak, you're saying? Yeah, they're in danger. Well, you never know. They could win again. That's true. Has pickleball made a, made its face in the Olympics yet? No, yeah. no I'd give that so maybe 30, 30, 20, 32. <laughs> Should be just a matter of time. Yeah. Another one is uh, massively played professional, and they're going to do a modified version of this sport at the Olympics. Hmm. Team, team sport or individual? Team sport. These are um, all team sports. Well, I heard something about flag football. Number two. Correct. That's exactly oh, right. right. Flag football. Yeah. Dean, Dean on the sports questions. This is very impressive. Well, I, yeah. I was thinking that. <laughs> and there's, there's one more. Uh, flag football is the uh, most rising sport in high school athletics, I read. It's right. Kind of, yeah. One more. Yeah, huh. no, I can't think of the other one. Mm-hmm. The third one is squash. Mm. Oh. And oh, all right. I thought it was the, in there. Um, there's only been one divorced president in the history of the United States. I'm assuming, Dan, you're going to get this one. It's only been, who is the one gentleman who has served as president and was previously divorced? That was Reagan. Ronald Reagan, right? That, yeah, right? That is exactly correct. And there has not been anyone divorced while in the office of president. So, no. Love the show, as I love to say. Well, thank you right. for doing Wait, it. Was it Donald Trump divorced? Yep. No. Oh. So, from Vivana. Mm-hmm. This question ran in the Sunday style section of the New York Times. Not Sunday, Thursday. Yeah, that's okay. a very obvious one. I wonder how they miss Trump. <laughs> huh. No comment. All righty. Well, all right. Thank you very much. Question along there. Thank you. Bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to give us a call. We would love to hear from you with a question or answer. Uh, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. And all right, let me do a couple of questions here. Let's see. Um, all right. Who was the first, and this is a little off my beaten path, but we'll, we'll try it. Who was the first female recording artist to write every song on a million-selling album? Mm-hmm. 
who was the first female recording artist to write every song on a million-selling album. Is it, uh, oh, oh, how about uh, Carol King? No. Was it before her? Or after? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, so Tapestry was the 70s. 72, right? Yeah. Well, so, she didn't, first of all, she didn't write every song. On Tapestry? So, I, I oh, think Jerry Dolphin would have helped her with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so this is a solo. solo. She's solo. It was, it was only her. Okay. So how, are we in the right era, the 70s sometime? Yeah, roughly. How about Joni Mitchell? No. How about uh, Dolly Parton? No. Oh, she wrote like hundreds of songs. He did. I know, but she didn't necessarily write every single song mm. on a particular album by herself. So who is the first female recording artist to write every song on a million-selling album? And, oh, did she also, was she also the singer? I assume she yeah. was. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't just a song, yeah. So it was yeah. somebody, a singer-songwriter. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Good question. All right, second question. Uh, I want the seven most common high school human mascot team names. So in other mm -hmm. words... You know, they can't, they can't be, uh, they have to be human. Some no variation on humans. No animals. No animals. Like right. uh, Patriots. Correct. Although that doesn't happen to be one. Uh, what are the most common high school human mascot team names? Tro so, how about tro Trojans? Trojans is one. There you go. Warriors. Good. Warriors is another. There you go. All right. And we have some lines open, so we would How like about, to hear from you. Uh, well, well, I'll do one more guess. How about Spartans? Spartans. Spartans, yes. Okay, yes. So we have Warriors, uh, Trojans, and Spartans. There we go. Okay. I'll guess one more. How about Giants? Mm. Uh, no, no Giants. That was my high school's. So. so again, who is the first female recording artist to write every song on a million-selling album? And uh, that was in the 1970s, just so you know. And uh, what are the seven most common high school human mascot team names? And so we do have some lines open. We would like to hear from you. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Or toll free 866-798-8255. Uh, Cynthia is wondering if the mascots are the Vikings and Vikings are one of them. Very good. Good job on that. And uh, Chris is wondering if one of the musicals is Rent. No, it is not Rent. Not in the top five. Hmm. Okay. And... Uh, just to remind you, this is Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you would like to give us a call, those two numbers are 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Our panel today, that would be uh, Lori Fisher, teacher at Davo Valley College, and uh, Daryl Garrison, realtor from Brentwood. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. And you're listening to us on 91.7 FM, that is K-A-L-W. 
your local public radio station. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Good morning, everybody. It's Sparky and Maddie here in nice, rainy Connecticut. Good morning. Yeah. Well, um, uh, someone had already uh, taken my my high school mascot, the Viking. Um, oh well. Yep, that was that was my high school uh, mascot. Uh, uh, Daryl, how about uh, Edita as a, a, a soundtrack? I mean, a original cast album. Not in the top five. Ooh, and I can't think of anything else, so I'm going to yield the rest of the time. Right, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. All right, thank you. So, Daryl, I have a guess. How about Les Mis? That's number two in my all-time favorite musical. Very good. Uh, And uh, let's see. Robert was wondering if the recording artist that I asked about was Carole King. No, it is not Carole King. And uh, Les Mis, he also asked about Les Mis. And uh, Peter was wondering if the female recording artist was Roseanne Cash. It is not Roseanne Cash. So uh, just to repeat that again. So who is the first female recording artist to write every song on a million-selling album? It was in the 1970s, just so you know. And the most common high school human mascot team name. So far, we have Warriors. We're looking for this top seven. So far, we have Warriors, Trojans, um, Spartans. And so we still have some left there. I'm going to give you one, if you don't mind, I'm going to give you one more question. Um, just because I want to do this fairly early in the show. What t- What was the first TV show on a children's lunchbox? <laughs> what was the first TV show that ever showed up on a children's lunchbox? It was obviously in the 1950s. Uh, my guess, my first guess would be Lone Ranger. That is an excellent guess. And that did show up later on, but it wasn't the first one. I'm going to go with the, the Howdy Doody show. That is also a very good guess, mm. but no, it is not that. Mm. So what was the first TV show to show up on a children's lunchbox? Obviously in the 1950s. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, you're on, you're on, caller. Anybody there? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? All right, sorry. Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead, please. Okay, cool. So, a couple of answers. Uh, To teams, Argonauts, Indians. Oh. Uh, Indians, Yes. Very good. Okay. Uh, what, uh, Argonauts, no. What was the other one? I'm sorry. Uh, that's it for Indians and Argonauts. But then for the musicals, uh, Book of Mormon and Hamilton. Okay. Book of Mormon, no. But by far, Hamilton is way ahead of everybody else. That's number one by far. Okay. Good job. Very good. That's it. And I can't come up with that female uh, artist, and that drives me nuts. Hildegard? Just kidding. <laughs> Hildegard, I like that, but but no, it's <laughs> I not Hildegard. I think you would. <laughs> all right, she, that's she, it. Thank you. She co-wrote all her songs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The inc- the incomparable Hildegard, as she always built herself. And uh, okay, Laurie, your turn. All right. Well, I have my son to thank for this question. Thank you, Jared Green. 
1992, Bill Clinton famously went on a television show, played a saxophone solo. I have three questions. Number one is, what show was he on? Number two, and more importantly, what song did he play? And number three, weirdly, what coincident political event was going on at the same time that his song related to? It was kind of a national discussion about uh, a cultural event and the song he played related to that, what was going on in the country. I'm being pretty vague at this point. But okay. anyway, what show, well, what, what song, and what event? I can do the first two. So that was Arsenio Hall. Yep. And the song was Heartbreak Hotel. All right. So go with Heartbreak Hotel. There was something in the culture related to that song that was being discussed heavily. I don't know. the What was the cultural thing? Was it, being discussed? There was going to be the hint. I mean, it was there, related to Heartbreak Hotel? Kind of. I would say it was adjacent to it. It was part of the discussion. It, it was a national vote that was going on. I'll give you that. Uh, unprecedented at the time. They were asking the country to vote on something, and what they were voting on was kind of quirky and fun and weird and related. So to, it was a it was a cultural thing they were asked yes, to vote on. Yes. Correct. Okay. Uh, uh, no. And whether no. they yeah, and the cultural thing was, do you prefer this or that? Okay. Uh, Peter is wondering if uh, Mickey Mouse Club was on the. Lunchbox, which it was later on, but it wasn't the first one. Um, and uh, Michael was also wondering about the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. And, and again, it was definitely on later on, but not, not, um, it wasn't the first one. And uh, Sparky was wondering about the, uh, if the woman who the first woman who wrote all the songs on a million selling album was Joni Mitchell was not Joni Mitchell. So, and so let's see uh, the two numbers to join us area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, hi there. Um, love the show. Uh, Thank you. Have have you guys gotten all the musicals? The number five is missing. Is it Evita? No, that was Guess. I will tell you that oh. I saw this musical uh, probably 12 years ago, maybe 15. And uh, Patty Duke, this is in San Francisco. Patty Duke played uh, one of the smaller parts in this musical in San Francisco. Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, okay, I'm gonna pass. And the and the singer, um, uh, uh, female singer to sell a million, uh, uh, Linda Ronstadt. It's not. Um, it's not Linda Ronstadt. No, he didn't write okay, most of her and, songs. Right. I see. And last one, uh, Bozo the Clown. <laughs> oh, for the lunchbox. That's a great yeah. guess. Uh, but no, it's not Bozo the Clown. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. I love the show again. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it very much. Okay. And let's see. Um, Chris is wondering one of the team names is Pirates, and you would actually think it is Pirates, but it's not. It's not one of the, not one of that. So, uh, Daryl, it's your turn. Sure. It's rare for an actor to have two successful TV shows. It's even rarer for them to have won Emmys for each show. Two actors won Emmys. 
for best actor in a comedy role twice for two different comedies. This all occurred between 1979 and 2000. For one of them, he first won for an ABC sitcom, then nine years later, an NBC sitcom. For the other, he first won for an NBC sitcom, then 12 years later for an ABC sitcom. Name them. They play completely different characters, so nothing like Kelsey Grammer with Cheers slash Frasier. Okay, go over this once more. Sure. Two actors, two, two actors won Emmy Awards for Best Actor in a Comedy for two different shows. Yes. Between 79 <laughs> and 2000, name the two actors. So is one of them Bob Newhart? No, not, that's Ooh, a good that's a not good, Bob Newhart. That's, yeah, that's a the good first one that came to mind for two comedies. Mm-hmm. Andy Griffith. Were, and- were both the shows fairly long-running shows? or? Um, yes, I would say so. Yeah, they were. Yep. Uh, the first name is very, very famous. Uh, he won on an NBC sitcom in the 80s. And then he won on an ABC sitcom, uh, 1999-2000 season. And then the other guy, he won for a show that started in the late 70s on ABC. And then he won um, like nine years later on a sitcom on um, NBC. And these were not, not known of a name. These are both lead actors, no supporting. Yes, lead. Oh, definitely. They're the star. Yeah. Not the Danny DeVitos or Judd Hirsch's of the world. No, no. Okay, but it has to be for a comedy. Yes. Well-known comedies. And and they were the stars of the show. Uh, Yeah, I will say that the ABC one from that started in the late 70s, he was the, I'll call him the head of the family. It was an ensemble cast but he was the head of the family. And then for his NBC show, he definitely was the male star of the show all by himself. Oh, all right. I'm trying to think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean, I have a question. Did Tim Allen, yeah. did Tim Allen have a second comedy show after the home improvement? He did. Uh, he did, well, but I don't think he ever won an Emmy. Did was, he ever win? Yeah. An Emmy? And that stupid show went on way too long. <laughs> Last yeah. man standing or whatever the heck it was. I, I agree with you. <laughs> All right. Huh. Oh, hey, what is uh, what is his real name? Who? Tim Allen. Tim, oh, Tim, Tim Allen? Allen? No, oh. no idea. His real name is Timothy Dick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is. Daryl, Daryl's trying to make a point here. I think. <laughs> uh, how Keep about, us, don't how take about Michael J. Air. Fox? Yes, Michael oh, J. Fox. Excellent. Um, it was family ties. family ties and then for spin city right and, oh, and then he left spin city and charlie sheen uh became the lead right okay uh okay that's good glad i got that and uh let's see chris is wondering about your question i guess uh he was wondering about ed o'neill uh if ed o'neill was one no no and ellen is wondering about if roy rogers was on the Lunchbox and Roy Rogers was, I think Roy Rogers was the second or third to be on a children's lunchbox, uh, but not the first. So, and uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good morning. I love the show. Lisa from San Francisco calling. Thank you. So, um, for the female musician, 
Is it Laura Nero? Ooh, that's a really good guess. Great guess. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a name you don't hear as, that, as much as you should. Uh, but no, it's not Laura Nero. She just had a birthday, that's why. Okay, um, and then, so with the, the teams, the, the athletic teams, um, right. could it be Titans? Titans? Not Titans, no. No. How about Senators or Presidents? Oh, interesting. Uh, no. Okay, fine. I have a question for all of you. Okay. Local, hyper-local, um, but it's kind of trivia, interesting. How many um, people are served by the Civic Center Heart of the City Farmer's Market each week? Mm. You, you kind mean of how a many, staggering number. <laughs> how many people are fed there? Are um, how many people attend? How many people how, utilize? How many people right? Go? How many people buy buy or attend? Uh, right. Uh, exactly. I I know it's a lot. It's a that's a pretty, it was a, or is a pretty big market. Um, huh. I'll guess huh? thirty thousand. Yeah. Did you say thirty thirty thousand? Yes. Yes, the estimate is between twenty and thirty thousand people each week are served. So nice work. It's oh, yeah. good, good, good. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Love the show. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much. All right, and you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at ten a.m. Uh, if you have a question for us, we would love to hear from you. If you have a guess on one of our questions, area code four one five eight four one four one three four. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Okay, let's see. Uh, Davy Crockett is, no, that's not the first lunchbox. Mm. Uh, Sky King, uh, (laughs) also not the first, but they're all good guesses because they're all shows from the 50s. And um, Marilyn is wondering if the best little whorehouse in Texas... (laughs) Is one of the uh, no, shows. no, Patty Duke was was not in that. <laughs> hey, hey, what about uh, Superman for the lunchbox? Also, a good guess, but no, not Superman. And since we are about uh, halfway through the show, so let's quickly repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Um, Lori, start with you. Uh, I was, a, I asked the six women who have won the Nobel Prize for Literature, whose native language and the language they wrote in was English, and we have Pearl Buck. Tony Morrison and Doris Lessing. We're looking for three more. And then we're looking for um, the adjacent question. Bill Clinton played Heartbreak Hotel on the Arsenio show, Hall show in 1992. And there was a vote going on. The hint, I'll give you another hint. The vote, people were asked to send in a postcard to vote for this thing. And 1.2 million citizens sent in a postcard to vote for this thing. I think I think that's the last I'll give of the hint. I can give one more, but I'll wait a second. So it was a very popular I think thing. we had a guess for that here online, and I just have to find it. <laughs> and uh, I believe the guess was about the Elvis stamp. It's exactly right. Do you remember what the uh, vote was? No, it is. That's not. I have no idea. Anybody? 
So yeah. there was, they made two artistic renderings, a young Elvis and old Elvis. Oh. They asked people to vote. Ah, okay. And, that now. Yeah. and which one won? Young Elvis won by 70, 75% to 25 Yeah, who wants to see old Elvis when and, they can see young Elvis? <laughs> and, and it was sort of a ploy. The Postmaster General wanted to start doing commemorative stamps that had celebrities on them. So he wanted to generate interest. And Elvis was controversial because of his drug, alleged drug usage. And it was incredibly successful. Hundred, It's the most successful commemorative stamp by far ever. So young Elvis wins. Very good. I, I'll have a follow-up in a minute. Very yeah. good. I, I have a guess on on another woman. How about Edith Wharton? No, she never won the Nobel. Ah. Yeah. Maybe he guess. was guessing about the recording artist. You never know. Or the or the lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm sorry. We got the, we got in the way of repeating the question. So, uh, was that it for you? Uh, the, that's for it that? for me. Yeah, that's it for you. Okay, Daryl. Okay, we need a musical number five musical of, of all time. It's very well known. And then uh, this guy appeared on an ABC sitcom that started in the late '70s. He won uh, best lead actor for the sitcom, and then nine years later, he won on an NBC sitcom, different sitcom for best lead actor. He died, I think, in 2000. Huh. No. And uh, let's see, what do I have here? Who was the first female recording artist to write every song on a million-selling album? 1970s. First female recording artist to write every song on a million songs. So totally solo, all, all her songs. And... Um, I want the most common high school human mascot team names in the U.S. So far, we have Warriors, Indians, Trojans, and Spartans. We have three left. I think we have three left. And uh, I think it's my turn, too. So let me let me give you a question here. What is the most common town or city name in the U.S. to be named after a city in the U.K.? Okay. What is the most t- common town or city name in the United States to be named after a city in the UK? I'll say, it, it, I mean, theoretically it's the UK, but I'll say England, just, just to boil it down a little further. Birmingham. That's, yeah, that's a pretty good guess. Uh, no, but not Birmingham. What is the most common town or city name in the U.S. to be named after a city in England. How about, and there are, uh, there are 29 of these. Just so you oh, know. my geez. How about uh, Kent? Good guess, but no, Oops. not that. All right. And the lunch, we saw uh, lunchbox. I can make a lot of, a lot of <laughs> traffic on lunchbox, guess. Uh, Dave is wondering Mickey Mouse. No, it's not Mickey Mouse. Captain Kangaroo. Also a good guess. And I'm sure there was one later on, but no. And, um, Let's see. Nancy was wondering about a team name for the Gladiators. No, not Gladiators. And uh, let's see. Okay. And next call. Hi, you're on. Hello. Hi, oh, you're hi. On. Am I on? You are indeed. Go ahead, please. Okay. Is the is it is the lunchbox cap? Uh, not Captain Kicker. Um, Hopalong Cassidy. It is Hopalong. Nice yeah. My mom girl. had that lunchbox. <laughs> oh, well, I hope, I hope they held on to it because yeah. it's probably valuable. No, now. she didn't. I was so bummed. She told me she had it, and I was like, oh, that would be so cool to have. But... It would. All right. Yes, Hopalong Cassidy, uh, 1950. First oh, children's God. lunchbox with a TV show on it. Very good. Cool. Anything else? 
Nope, thank you. That was awesome. All yes. right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. It was awesome. And next call. Hi, your own minds are a matter. Hi. Um, how about knights as a mascot? Uh, nice is indeed one. Very good. K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Knights, yes. Nice. All right. How about the most common uh, U.S. city name after one in England? How about Cambridge? Oh, that's that's good. But no, not Cambridge. And is the singer-songwriter Carly Simon? Uh, that has been guessed, and it's a very logical guess, but no, it's not Carly Simon. Okay, well, I have a question for you, and this has to do with size, and I'm going to give you three things, and I want you to tell me uh, which is the largest, which is the middle, and which is the smallest, and the three things are a basketball rim, the second one is three $1 bills laid on edge. <laughs> and the third one is a United Airlines standard uh, seat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a basketball rim, three $1 bills, and a United Airlines uh, regular economy seat. All right. Well, let, let me help the, you guys out. I can tell you that the basketball rim, that's 18 inches. You are right. Okay, so does that, and it's a three, is a dollar bill longer than six inches? Isn't it, mm. isn't it it's like six and a half? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it's even six and a half inches long. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to say the dollar bills are wider than the basketball rim. Hmm? Hello? And I would okay. say they're both wider than the United seat. <laughs> okay, those those are good guesses. Uh, a dollar bill is just over six inches long, and that's like sure. a uh, kind of like a little rule of thumb thing. If you don't have anything to measure with, and you do have a bill in your pocket, you can use it as a substitute because it's almost six inches. The basketball rim is indeed eighteen inches, and that United Airlines seat comes in at a big, wide seventeen point three inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nice. if, if I could just throw one more in here, I know you sure. guys aren't into the sports, but how big's a basketball compared to that basketball rim? Yeah, so it is. Um, they are nine to nine and a half inches. Very good. Very good. Those and I always diameters. figured it was like just an inch or two wider. And sure enough, it's uh, twice, the, twice the diameter. Well, thank you very much. I really, really love your show. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We would love to hear from you. Uh, the two numbers to call with a question or answer or whatever you want to say, uh, 415-841-4134 or toll free, 866-798-8255. David is wondering if the English city used, uh, most often used in the U.S., the name is Oxford. No, there are plenty of Oxfords, but not the most interesting. I mean, not the the most uh, common. Uh, Steve is wondering if Knights, and that is indeed one that we 
we got is one of the teams. Yes, it is. And let's see. Uh, Carol was wondering if Manchester was the city name. It's not Manchester. So uh, let's see. Okay, I'll give you, I guess I will ask Daryl if he has a question he wants to throw in. So sure. I have two unrelated questions or quickies here. Who right. was the first female chief of protocol of the United States? Uh, do, you, do you want to answer that one real quick? Uh, I have no idea. That was, was that under Kennedy? No. Was it before Kennedy, may I ask? No, after. After Kennedy. It seems like I can remember I reading about Letitia Baldridge, but, but, no. that, all right, okay. No. Well, don't you're thinking know that. about that, another quickie that you'll like, uh, Dana. What John Wayne film that he starred in eventually became a TV series that he executive produced? Um, hmm. Wasn't he a detective in some movie? He was not a detective in this. This is the TV series was a Western, wasn't it? Yes, Western. Was it Hondo? It was Hondo. Nice. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, good. And Lori, why don't you throw in a question too? All right. Well, I have one I want to get in for sure. It involves a man, a local figure named Paul Yamasaki. Paul Yamasaki is about to be given the National Book Awards Annual Literarian Award. And this is to give, given to somebody in the literary world who is not a writer. He's a very well-known local Bay Area, I'll leave it vague like that, figure. Who is he? And for what did he be given this award? It was announced in the New York Times this week. So it's a book award, but it's not, he's it's not a writer. Right. It's related to the book world. The book industry. Is he an illustrator of some kind? He's not. Not that I know of. Huh. Okay. Paul Yamasaki. All right. Uh, and uh, let's go to a call. I think one of our callers will know this. He's very local. Hi, you're on. Mine's a reminder. Hi, you're on. Hello, you on? You are on. on, yes. Yes. My uh, guests for the musicals, for the sound of music... And South Pacific. No, those uh, actually sound of music way back in the day. That used to be the number one selling album. But uh, no, this one, this musical Camelot. is very recent, and it's not Camelot? Spamalot. No, not Camelot, not Spamalot. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Huh. Then uh, my other question is the uh, extent. This is really tricky. It's glaciology. The duration of the intermediate period between glaciers, between glaciations. How long is the intermediate period? And how well, long is the basketball last one? Uh, 18 inches wide. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You sure you don't ask You can fit two right? basketballs in a hoop at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But that's huh. not it. The duration right. of the Did interglacial it? period. I, Whew, I used to know this. <laughs> I never. And how long has it been since the last glaciation? The oh. same number. Yeah, yeah. So it is something like uh, between five and ten thousand years. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. No, it's 10. Oh. Yeah. That's good. 90, yeah. 10, 2, 1. Oh. 90,000 years of glaciers, 10,000 years of temperate, 2,000 years of melt-off, 90,000 years of glaciers. The last right. glaciers ended 10,000 years ago. Which means we're due for a melt-off, inevitably. Well, I can't wait. You're accelerating. We're, we're not due. We're, we're having it, aren't we? It's hopeless. The climate has changed. Past tense. Don't say climate change. The changed climate. All right. It's completely due. Well, Bye. Thank you for the thank question. You all. Appreciate thank it. you all for listening. No problem. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're enjoying the show, we certainly enjoy hearing from you. Uh, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Michael is wondering if the other uh, the other show on the sound that soundtrack album you're looking for was from was Chicago. That is a good guess. No, it is not Chicago. I will tell you as a huge hint that the playbill that was issued for this, instead of the traditional yellow playbill, was green. Green. Uh, I'm sure that means something. I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, Eddie was wondering if the human mascots are pirates or buccaneers. No, not that. Um, Carol was wondering if, <coughs> excuse me, if the city name was Richmond, which makes sense, but no. And, all right, and let's go to oops. All right, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey, it's Bill in El Cerrito. Bill, uh, Dana for the Nobel Prize winners. Yes. Uh, what about Nadine Gordimer? Turn your radio down, please. One of them. Yeah. Yes. Nadine Gordimer was born in South Africa, wrote in English, gets a bell for that. Very good. Good job. And uh, Alice Monroe? Yes, Alice Monroe, Canadian, oh, good. 2013. One more. Yeah, I, I had to think beyond American English. Yeah. There's one more. And Dana, for the, um, the most common town named after a city in England, what about Dover? Uh, a, a very also a logical guess, but no, not Dover. Okay, I have a couple of questions for you guys. All right. If you fly following the international dateline precisely, how many countries do you fly over? Hmm. So the international dateline. So just the strict on that are located on the dateline itself. That's what you're asking. Right. The dateline, if you were precisely on the dateline, how many countries would you fly over? An interesting question. 24. <laughs> way <from> okay. <laughs> Mike, you might want to go down from there. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say three. Okay. Dana, you have a guess? I'm thinking. Give us a I'm hint. Thinking, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So most of the Dateline countries, they're going to be islands, right? More or less. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Um. So they're they're going to be in the Pacific. Um. 
So I think Samoa's one, uh, but I'm not sure. Is that that's not a uh, Tonga? Your body? Um, yeah, could could be, could be. I think it might. It runs through. I don't know if it runs through New Zealand, but it runs close to New Zealand. So there might be some New Zealand island that it runs close to, but I couldn't tell you the name of it. Um, Fiji or Solomon Islands? Fiji, quite possibly. Um, so how are we doing? Uh, you're you're still off by a ways. <laughs> we're we're off in the in the amount, or have we gotten any of the right places though? Uh, you're off in in all of it. Oh, all of it. Oh. Excellent. Our our best feature. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, you know what? Is this a trick question? Is the answer zero? Bingo. Yeah. Oh, all right. The, the classic. Technically, the line goes around several countries without wow. touching their borders because of the geopolitical divisions that they were trying to avoid putting individual countries in different time zones. Nice. Okay. Zero is you the mean they didn't, they didn't want to divide up any, you know, like they didn't want to run down the, 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 the middle of a particular island or country. Is that what they're saying? Well, that, right. They didn't. So because a lot of those are agglomerations of islands like Micronesia and Tonga and that kind of thing, they right. didn't want to divide any of them into you know, different, you know, day zones, as it were. So they, so it squiggles around uh, down in that area immensely and goes right around the borders of several so that it doesn't separate them. Oh, okay. All right, now here's, the, here's part B. If you fly in either direction, north or south, Along the Greenwich Meridian, how many countries would you fly over? This this has some positive answer, right? It's got a bunch. I'll, I'll go. I'll just start the bidding at twelve. Go a little lower. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Carol, how about one? Go higher. Damien guesses five. How about five? A little higher than that. Well, the Greenwich Meridian, if I recall, goes from the North Pole to the South Pole. So, and it runs, let's see, let me think. Well, it obviously runs through the UK. Uh, Okay, Uh, England, that's one. And it runs through France. Yes. Um, Follow the line. And Spain. Yes. So then it would go across the Mediterranean. It would run through Algeria. Yes. Uh, You're halfway there. Yeah, well, it gets a little harder now. So Uh um, uh, Mauritania or Mali? Mali is correct. Mali, all right. Now we're going south, so... South of Mali. I don't think yeah. it. I, I. I don't think it. I think it goes out into the ocean. Um, it. It doesn't run through all of Africa. It only runs through part of Africa, and then it goes yes. out into the Atlantic. Yeah. And then it goes to Antarctica. 
So Correct. I don't think it hits any countries beyond Africa or beyond the northern Africa. So, so I don't it know. Does. I'd just be guessing here. Maybe um, Ghana. It's still in Africa. Ghana. Ghana is one. That's the last one it touches on that. If you're going south. Yeah, I'm just I'm just guessing now. So there are just countries around Ghana. So like Liberia or Burkina Faso or or okay, something Burkina like that. Faso. You're you're down to one. Wow. Ooh. This is really excellent. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm just guessing all the key. countries that are right around it. <clears throat> no, well, I don't. I don't know. Don't did know. you say? Did you say Morocco? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, 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 does, it doesn't. Anyway, go ahead, clean it up for us. It's Togo. The Togo. only one you missed All was Togo. Right. All right, good job, Dana. Yeah, that's good that's excellent, Dana. Really oh, well thank done. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, oh, great show. Call. Appreciate Have a good one. Daryl and I took our break. And next call. How you on minds ever matter? Are you there, caller? Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. Okay, great. Uh, lunchbox, Rin Tin Tin? Not Rin Tin Tin. Somebody got it. I, I'm sorry, and I, I hate to do that because you were waiting online but, uh, or waiting on the phone, but it was Hopalong Cassidy. Oh, that was my other guess. Okay, how about oh, Shirley Temple Black? Black? That was your other guess. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Shirley Temple Black? Yes. For uh, Chief of Protocol? First female chief of protocol of the United States. Oh, all right. Good job on that. Which president? All right. That was uh, Ford. Nice. Okay. And uh, quick guess, um, Wicked. Yes, Wicked is correct. All right. Well, well, thank you for playing my game. (laughs) And have a great day. (laughs) Nice. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Peter is wondering if... um, Lincoln was the city, and actually, that's a pretty logical guess, but no, it's not Lincoln. Uh, that's named after a city in the UK. And um, let's see, Jan was wondering about, yeah, oh, so so Jan had the right, she she put together the green playbill for Wicked, so, yes, okay. that's yes. right. So we give you the final point. Jeopardy question one yes, time. Yes, there you go. Was it? Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, and next call. Hello, this is John. Hi, John. My question is York. An answer is York. Uh, it is not York. Oh, New York, York, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Well, I, okay. I see the point, but but it's not it's not York. No. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, John. And. Um, yeah, Andrew was wondering about Hamilton. Did we come up with Hamilton already? Is yeah, Hamilton it? was number one by far. So all, one. all five got answered. It all was right. uh, Hamilton, Les Mis, Phantom of the Opera, My Fair Lady, and Wicked. All right. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trying to think if we missed anything here. Um, okay. And uh, next call. Oh, you're on. Hello? Oh, you're on. Oh, okay. My name is um, Emiko, and Hi. it's my dear friend, Paul Yamazaki. He's yes. the book buyer for over 50 years. We have to turn off the radio. Um, for over 50 years at City Lights. That is absolutely right. 
and he's your good friend. He's your friend. That oh, he's sweet. a very dear, dear old friend. And well, um, well congratulate him on, on that award. The literary award is a big deal. The book buyer for City Life for fifty years. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> and we're so proud of him. <laughs> I, I bet you are. Yeah, all of San Francisco should be. Good answer. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate the answer. Yeah. Uh, next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi there. Um, love the show. Would the uh, um, songstress be Barbara Streisand? It would not be Barbara Streisand. And for the mascot team, would there be a Raiders? No. No, that's interesting. Yes, no, not Raiders. That's all I had. Love the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much. And uh, can we take one more call? All right, one more call. Hi, you're on Minds of Runner. Yeah, hi. Any chance Helen Redding is our singer? Huh, Helen Redding. Uh, no. Did she write all her own songs? I don't no. know. I'm not sure. I don't she, know. I just she, remember she, she the early album co- in the house. She co-wrote them. She co-wrote them? Okay. Yeah. No, it's not yeah. Helen Reddy, I'm afraid. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, time to clean up here. And Lori, what do you got? Well, first, I'm very glad someone got the Paul Yamasaki as the book buyer for City Lights. The only one I have, the final Nobel Prize winner, who um, who just passed away this week, Luis Glick, uh, won in 2020, passed away this week. She's the only one we're missing, and everything else we got. All right. Do we? Have, do you want to take that last call? Do you want to do that? All right, let's take it. Very quick. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Thank you very much. Well, Hello. Hi, you're on. What you're you're our last oh. call. So what, what can we do? Uh, the female artist is it Carol King? It is not Carol King. I'm going to tell you in in 30 <laughs> seconds who it is. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much. Appreciate your call. All right. I'm sorry, Daryl. Go ahead. Uh, the the last uh, question I had. He won Best Actor in a Comedy for Soap, and then later for Empty Nest. Uh, Richard Mulligan. Richard Mulligan. That's uh, all I know. Okay. All right. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So here we go. Uh, the first female recording artist to write every song on a million selling album herself. That's Kate Bush. Kate oh. Bush. Okay. All right. Uh, running up that hill. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the 80s, but okay. That's and right. um, let's see. The most common high school human uh, mascot team names. Uh, Warriors, Knights, Indians, Trojans, Vikings, Spartans, and Cardinals. And what is the most common town or city name in the U.S. to be named after a city in England? That is Bristol. There are oh, 29 no. Bristols I in the Car- U.S. Aren't Cardinals mostly the bird, not not the religious figure for the... Uh... Well, I mean, it could be either <laughs> one. So. Yeah. All right. Um, and anyway, so that's it. If we didn't get your call, I do apologize. And I appreciate all the calls today. Thank you very much for listening to Minds Over Matter. We are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks to our panel. That would be Lori Fisher from Dabo Valley College and uh, Daryl Garrison, realtor from Brentwood. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. And above all, our thanks to you for taking the time to tune in and call in. Please join us next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We would always love to hear from you. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. 